58 degrees in Bedford, Roanoke, and Danville, 59 in Lynchburg, 57 in Salem, 60 in Appomattox. Well, Ocasio-Cortez yes. took to social media trying to give Texas Governor Abbott some career advice. Which just, and then we all laughed and laughed. Uh, Democratic uh, Congresswoman said that uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott should retire after he orchestrated the transportation of dozens of migrants to D.C. I think it was brilliant, Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. The New York Democrat, who was also the recipient of migrants after Abbott bussed some to her state last month, claimed that the ongoing busing of people points to the governor struggling to run his own state. Mm-hmm. Seems to me like he's got it firmly under control there, AOC. Mm. Uh, I remember, this is what she said, I remember how folks stepped up to help Texans when you left them cold and hungry during the freeze. Mm. That was actually um, um, our other buddy, uh, Cruz, Ted Cruz. Oh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that flew to the tropics. I remember. That he got in a lot of trouble. That wasn't Greg Abbott. But anyway. <laughs> you got um, that wrong. Well, yeah, I got that wrong. Uh, we will welcome these families, too. They have so much to offer, mm. she said, referencing the February 2021 power crisis, which, yeah, that's that's all his fault, right? The yeah, the, the lack of, of uh, integrity in our entire grid across the United States. Um so she says, you seem to be struggling with your job. Maybe you should consider if this is the right work for you. Right. <laughs> Maybe you should do something else. Like, I don't know, be a valley girl like me. Like me. Uh-huh. So this was uh, wow. This was his response. He said, our supposed border czar has yet to see firsthand the impact of open border policies that she's helped to implement. Texas will continue sending migrants to sanctuary cities like D.C. Mm-hmm. until Biden and Harris do their jobs and secure that border. That's right. And this is what's crazy. Um, it really is a drop in the bucket compared to what he's dealing with. Oh, my gosh. It's, it is a drop in the bucket. It is a drop in the bucket. No doubt. And these are people from Venezuela, Uruguay... Colombia, Mexico. Mm. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yep. In the meantime, Martha's Vineyard says that, um, you know, they're doing all they can, but they're not going to be able to stay. The migrants aren't going to be able to stay. Well, this happened yesterday. I think the vice president's getting a little bit of a taste. All right, we are looking at a bus right now on the on its way to Kamala Harris's house. Congressman, thanks very much. We want to look you. at what's going on here because uh, the uh, migrants are on that bus, and now uh, this bus it was sent directly to Kamala Harris's house, uh, the vice president's residence. We don't know uh, what is going to happen once they get off of this uh, bus. <laughs> That happened yesterday she's morning gonna, she's during gonna, the news. Nobody knew it was happening. It was she's like, going to be baking them cookies. Right. She's been knitting for a while now. She's so. going to teach them how to make a word salad. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the homeless coordinator at Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> oh, which has yeah. been oh, the yes, latest yes, destination, yes. that and Kamala's house, yes. um, said uh, she's speaking to reporters yesterday. And this was what she said. We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. 50 immigrants. 50. I could take care of 50 immigrants myself. Sure. We certainly don't have housing, (laughs) she said. I've seen some of the houses of Uh Martha's Vineyard. You have housing. Oh, they got really nice housing. We can't house everyone that lives here and works here. Her (laughs) remarks came a day after the uh, two planes carrying 50 migrants 
to the island off Massachusetts, known primarily as a summer vacation spot for the wealthy. They're not going to be using the houses this winter. Right. Let them sleep in the... the let, open up Obama's house. Yeah. He's not there. Yeah. Open it up. They, How many bedrooms does that have? Well, I hear it can sleep up to 50 people. I'll bet you that Mike Lindell would sing, sing you Free My Pillows. I think he would. I think he would. I think he would be right there for <laughs> you. You get a few blow-up mattresses, you'll be fine. You open up. Oh, gosh, you can might get 150 people You can people open in there. up Obama's house. I'm sure. I mean, James Taylor. James Taylor. He's spending a lot of time Yeah, he's in singing Fire and Rain at the White House. Right. Open that one up. Yeah. See, y'all got plenty of room. You don't think you do. uh, We have, at some point in time, they have to move from here to somewhere else. Yeah. We we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. um, And we we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. Oh, my gosh. There's just so many rich people wanting to get in. To get in. It's just, there's just no room at the end. There's just no room. I mean, we've got to. We don't have a castle to spare. Not one to spare. <laughs> That's right. I mean, pay no attention to that four-story building next to me. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Well. And this is, and again, if you don't have the services for that little amount of immigrants, how do you think Texas and Arizona oh, can suffer the millions think. that are coming in there? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I think All right. it's working beautifully. There That's what I think. All right. 866 866- Nine one six three seven seven six. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Oh my gosh! I almost didn't recognize your voice. Holy cow! Where in the world have you been, bud? Well, I've been busy, Mark. I, I told you I've been working up there in the Nelson County. Now they got mm. me working yeah. up there in uh, Old Fishersville and Lyndhurst. Oh. You know where that's at? Oh. Wow. I know where Fishersville yeah. is. I know where Lyndhurst is. Hey, let me ask you this. Did you get my birthday greeting yesterday? I sent you a, a happy birthday. Oh. Mm. oh, Janet. I got so many people wishing me happy birthday. I feel so bad. I feel so... <laughs> Disconnected. Yeah. Well, well, you've been you've kind of been ditching us for Tom Sullivan there. Yeah, you've been off the grid, bud. What? I'm listening to Tom when I'm coming back over the mountain, and I can mm. call uh, this show. Mm, I yeah. got you. I got you. Mm. Well, everybody's well, missing I, you. Well, I know, and I heard about Ruthann's phone call. I heard that on the yeah. on the SoundCloud. Yeah. You know where you yeah. go up in the sky and you put your yep. show up in the air and stuff. Right on the SoundCloud. She was sending you but love. I also heard what's that? Hmm? She was sending you some love. She was. Well, I want to give her some love. As a matter of fact, I'm hmm. I'm feeling a little kind of romantic right now, Janet. You you are. Yeah. Watch out. Okay. What What are you gonna do for us, Salty? Are you, have you been drinking or something? Well, no, Mark. I don't have to be drinking to be romantic. It comes naturally. <laughs> oh my mm. goodness, boy! You never learn. Yeah, I, I got a couple songs I want to sing, and Mark, you know about one of them already. Yes, I do. I hope you got that old tune queued up for yeah, me. I do. But the first one I want to sing is Acapella. Acapella. Oh, okay. All right. Is this the one that makes you <laughs> well, romantic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, acapella where you don't have no music behind no. it, you right. know? Right, acapella, anyway, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Ruth yep. Ann, I hope you're listening, darling. I hope she is. 
You are so beautiful. That's so sweet. To me, olive green. Olive green? Everything I hope for, Uh you're everything I need. Mm. You, Ruth, and are so beautiful mm. to me. Hit that wow. high note. Wow, that was, that was wow. good. And you wow. almost got it all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost. <laughs> well, <laughs> sage green, uh, olive green, it's very similar. Yeah, it's green. Oh, she's sage green. Oh, I'll yep. send you the edited version of uh, Ruth Ann. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, not going to re-record now, that. Listen, <laughs> Janet, okay. I know you and Bob, you, you both like James Taylor, so do I. I yeah. know, I do. I swear, though, if if the boy would have consulted me or Delmont, we would have picked mm. another song that he's That's right. famous for. Okay. The one I got queued up, Salty, waiting. And I got with Mark. He, 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 I reached out to him yesterday and said, I need for you to find yep. this here uh, karaoke Oh, yeah. Karaoke track that I can sing to, you see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mark, you start this uh, uh, anytime, okay? Okay, we don't oh, want no. you to carry croak. So, here we go. Right. Woo! Three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm a steamroller, baby. Yes, you are. I'm about to roll all over you. Yes, indeed. I'm a steamroller, baby, don't count. Cause I'm about to help you out. (laughs) I'm gonna inject your hand with some sweet morning jam. That's right, that's what I'm talking about. That pretty much rhymes. Wow. Maybe they'll invite you to the to the White House to sing. No doubt. Well, I'm thinking I should just bypass the White House and go right to the Kennedy Center where they can honor me along with old Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, maybe so. Yeah, wow. Could be. Yeah, you and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, we're all I like it. that stairway to heaven, ain't we? Well, we're trying. <laughs> guess, guess, guess so, yep. I would think so. Hey, it was so good to hear from you. Yeah, good job. What? Well, I'm, I'm just so glad to call in on a Friday, and I hope y'all have a great weekend. I okay. love all your listeners. And thank you again for wishing old Salty yeah. Henderson a happy birthday. Uh, happy you birthday. have a good one, buddy. Yeah, how old are you, by the way, there, Salty? Uh, old as dirt? Hell no, I'm not going to tell you Ooh. how old I am, Mark. <laughs> I'll see y'all. Gosh. <laughs> you never ask a lady's age or a Salty's age. You know that. Uh, apparently so. I got those steam roll balloons. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. I love the diversity here. I go to a big church in Fairfield, California, a very diverse church. And if you're not comfortable in a church like that, don't worry about heaven. You're not going. (laughs) 
No, that's what heaven's going to be like. All of God's children around the throne speaking Spanish. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Come on, he named his son Jesus. That was in the book. <laughs> he didn't name him Jeffrey. He didn't name him Jamil. He named him Jesus. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of Latinos in the Bible. They don't teach this most Sundays. You got to read between the lines. <laughs> Moses was very Mexican. Come on, who else get a bunch of people across the river to the promised land? <laughs> <laughs> now that's good. That's funny. That's my people. <laughs> that is, that we'll, is so we'll, awesome and true. We'll have more from him. He's, he's, uh, oh he's pretty funny. Yep. Pretty funny. Well, I mean... <laughs> According to the vice president and most everybody in the administration, Moses doesn't exist because well, he's not leading nobody nowhere because it's closed. Well, yeah. The Moses is, is on the Mexican anywhere. side. Oh, my word. <laughs> Waiting to get in. Oh, lordy, lordy. 866. Crazy nine, stories this morning. 916-377-776. What are you just A lot of sevens in now? there. Good morning. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're, we're <laughs> doing hanging good. in there. Hey, uh, man, that, I got to laughing so hard with Salty singing uh, James Taylor. <laughs> oh, I, gosh. I, I, um, I had to pull off side the road here. I, I was laughing so He's so a steamroller, you know, baby. But, he was rolling over everybody. He was rolling yeah. over everybody this morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, is, that was just hilarious. And uh, glad to have you back, Salty. And happy birthday. I'll send him a yeah, happy, send him birthday, a happy birthday, birthday yesterday, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll send him one on Facebook yeah. yesterday, too. But yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, y'all were talking about Mike Lindell. Y'all yeah. know he's suing the FBI and the government, and he's got Alan Dershowitz is going to be helping him do it. Oh, really? Now, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... He's that... getting the biggest attorneys he well, can find. That's a heavy so, hitter right there, bud. That's a heavy yeah, hitter. so Mike Lindell, I think he was talking to Steve Bannon when I saw it, and Steve Bannon was saying that if anybody could do it, Mike Lindell could do it. Right. But if you've read his book, he actually stood up to Mexican drug cartels and everything to work yeah. people in the world back in the day. Yep. And so I don't think he's too worried about the FBI if he's been dealing with these Mexican drug cartel well, guys. And maybe not everybody knows Mike's story. He was heavy, heavy into drugs. And, um, yeah, and God delivered him from that. And that's as the, he will as he yeah, will say he is he won't hesitate a moment to yeah, tell you that story. He, uh, he said he witnessed to the FBI agents when they arrested him at Hardee's the mm-hmm. other day, and uh, so he was telling about that on Frank's speech, and um, I was like, "Wow, man!" He was he said he was witnessing the gospel to him. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I wish he would run for president. He would be awesome. Well, we'd all sleep probably a whole lot better. Ha! Huh? Did you get the fun? I did. The pun, the, I did. Thanks for the call, A, a pillow in every bed instead of a chicken <laughs> in, in every, every pot. pot. Right. Uh, so he hasn't <laughs> oh, been quiet uh, about the FBI agent seizing his phone. Right. Uh, that happened this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the outspoken my pillow guy yeah. and staunch Donald Trump supporter, he really yeah. is, oh, absolutely. Uh, was confronted yeah. by the Bureau. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this story is playing out across social media. Um, Newsweek examined the timeline. Okay. And this is what, this is what according to their article, this is what we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Lindell, an FBI agent, surrounded him on Tuesday at a Hardee's restaurant, demanded he turned over his phone. We ha- we played that yeah, on the Yeah, we played air. the Right, we did. Um, during the two-hour broadcast of his podcast, The Lindell Report, mm-hmm. he said after returning from a hunting trip, uh, you know, they surrounded him. Yeah, it was out west. He was mm-hmm. questioned. Mm-hmm. They they wanted his cell phone. Um, they did have a warrant. He handed it over upon the advice of his, his lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. Um, Lindell further said he was questioned by the FBI about Tina Peters. That's the Colorado clerk who is under indictment over allegations of tampering with election voting equipment. Oh, okay. Uh, Peters is a local elections official in western Colorado. Right. She is charged with breaching a voting security system. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has falsely said that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Okay. Lindell said he was also asked about Dominion voting systems and fellow 2020 election denier uh, Doug Frank. Mm-hmm. During the Lindell report, he produced a document that he said agents gave him and appeared to be from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Colorado, as well as a search warrant. Okay. A copy of the FBI search warrant, items to be seized list, says the phone was seized in connection with investigations into misuse of Dominion's voting technology. Right. Of course, Lindell has long said mm-hmm. that the Dominion voting machines were used to facilitate massive voter fraud. A lot yeah. of people saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominion launched a $1.3 billion lawsuit against him in February, right. calling him a schoolyard bully, mm-hmm. indicating that it would not try to reach a legal settlement with a the MyPillow executive. He countersued hmm. okay. for $1.6 billion. Interesting. Got to get his lawyer's costs I, I, yeah, wrapped yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, said well, he's that got Dershowitz. No wonder it went up. Because Dominion's <laughs> machines help administer a national election, mm-hmm. the company operates as a U.S. agent of as an agent of the U.S. government. As such, mm-hmm. he said Dominion's lawsuit is a governmental violation of his constitutional right to free speech. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. That seems a little a little weak. Yeah, they're 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 going to push it out there and see what happens. Last month, a U.S. district judge ruled that the Dominion lawsuit against Lindell could move forward. Mm-hmm. It might be interesting to note that that judge was appointed by Trump. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm sure there'll be, you know, requests for him to recuse himself or Nichols herself or said whatever. that it's simply not the law that pro- provably false statements cannot be actionable mm-hmm. if made in the context of election. Right. While Lindell mocked Dominion earlier this year, saying its legal case was coming apart at the seams, he's not provided any information that credibly disputes the outcome of the election. He's also being sued by Dominion Voting Systems employee, Mm -hmm. who said Lindell defiled his character with a false election fraud claim. Right. He was served with the suit's legal action on election truth rally in April. Yeah. Uh, The FBI, on the other hand, has been Mm. very coy. Okay. With this brief comment, Mm -hmm. without commenting on the specific matter, I can confirm the FBI was at that location executing a search warrant authorized by a federal judge. Generally speaking, allegations of criminal conduct are reviewed by the FBI for their merit with consideration of any applicable federal laws, but such a review does not necessarily result in the opening of a full investigation. When warranted, we take actions appropriate to the matter, such as seeking further information, referring the matter to a partner agency, or referring our findings to the appropriate U.S. Attorney's Office. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds a little bit like they're just kind of bullying him around a little bit. Yeah. And being, you know, 
this is what we can do. Well, there's been plenty of Democrats, and I don't have the audio and and to where I can get my hands on it, but one of the TV shows put together all the Democrats that said Donald Trump wasn't a legitimate president in 2016. Right. And and then, of course, you know, you got this whole Stacey Abrams thing where she didn't concede, um, and she's talking about the disenfranchised voters of Georgia and, and so on and so forth. And she has her chance. She had she helped put some things into action, and we'll see what happens during this race. I don't see how she can deny it, but how, how do you tell uh, the American people that the borders are closed when there's literally tens of thousands of them, tens of thousands, yeah. coming over every month, totaling almost two million this year? Those are the ones we know about. Right. Well, it seems like Lindell is getting the attention of the House Committee. Okay. They've subpoenaed his phone records. Oh, gee. And uh, Lindell filed a lawsuit against the committee to try to block Verizon from handing over records from November 1st, 2020 to January 31st, 2021. Right. The committee also sought records of the National Archives, asking for all documents. In April, he did say he was willing to testify before the committee, providing Mm -hmm. the hearing was televised nationally. Okay. Don't think they're interested in that. Yeah, well, they're only interested in those pre-produced, you know, shows that they're doing, you know, that that are put together by the former ABC exec. What we don't know is if the data 6th. could be shared with the January 6th committee, mm-hmm. um, if it could assist in the indictments of others on the list, or mm. the purpose of the investigation. I mean, everything is speculative at this point. Yeah. So... All right. I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely going to be one to, to keep on the front burner for a while, mm-hmm. keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. 7.31, CBS News Brief is next, along with our news from WDBJ7, and then our interview from the folks of Impact Living Services, Kristen Sherritt. She'll be with us coming out of the news. Thanks for being here. More Friday funnies on the way as well. Currently 60 degrees in Appomattox right now, 59 in Danville. We have 57 in Salem, 59 in Roanoke, Bedford, and 60 in Lynchburg. Had this story not that long ago. Pharmacies in the area are beginning are being impacted by a worker shortage like everything. It seems like we need employees for every walk of life. Kroger pharmacies in Charlottesville, Martinsville, Roanoke, and the New River Valley are looking to fill 200 job openings. That's just pharmacists. That's crazy. And uh, people still get sick and they need to have their, you know, the prescriptions filled. Uh, this is a great opportunity if you want to work in the, uh, in the area of uh, pharmaceuticals. And I love my pharmacist because I have to go get meds all the time after my heart surgery. So these guys, uh, they pay really great wages. Uh, the Kroger stores in Martinsville, Roanoke, uh, and the New River Valley are going to hold uh, interviews every Tuesday. So just right, like put Tuesday down. That's all you need to know between 4 and 7 p.m. until all those positions are filled. Well, for the community health category, the town of Blacksburg has received the 2022 Virginia Municipal League Innovation Award for its role in the development of aging in place planning resources. According to a representative, VML received 80 entries this year while only being able to recognize eight local governments annually. These local governments are recognized for their innovative problem solving, excellence in management, citizen participation, and improved services to citizens. And uh, according to town officials, to create 
resources for everyone. The Aging and Community Leadership Team brought together local government staff with community advocates, aging experts, regional planners, health and social service agencies, nonprofits, and the philanthropic sector. Very good. Congratulations. 736 on the Morning Jam. We have in the studio Kristen Sherritt. She's part of uh, the group Impact Living Services on Wednesday, the 21st. Impact Living Services is going to celebrate and launch a, uh, a new Impact First Responders with a ribbon cutting hosted by the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. The ribbon cutting will begin at 4 p.m. at Gospel Community Church in Rivermont Avenue, 1301 Rivermont Avenue, to be specific. Welcome to the Morning Jam. Thanks so much, Mark, for having me. Yeah, so you guys are relatively new. Tell us a little bit about what you do and this ribbon cutting that's coming up. Yes, so we actually started in June. We are very, very new. Wow. Now, the program itself started about four years ago in the DFW area. Mm-hmm. It's where I'm from. Okay. And they do, um, or for the last four years, they've been doing this program for first responders where they do education on trauma and resiliency. Mm-hmm. They do peer-to-peer support. They do counseling. And I heard about it and said, Lynchburg needs this. Yeah. And then I pitched it to our CEO and he said, what do you mean this doesn't exist? Can we do it now? Oh, and that's, that's cool. how nice. it happened. Nice. So on Wednesday, this will be the last day of our first training. We're having fire, police, and dispatch and some clinicians together. And they're going to be certified to be instructors for the resiliency program, full-scale resiliency. There's a lot of clinical terms there that I could explain. But essentially what it means is we're going to teach our first responders what chronic stress and trauma does to their brain Mm -hmm. and what what they can do about it on a day-to-day basis. And eventually what this will lead to is a more robust peer-to-peer support program. Mm -hmm. And finally, in January, we're going to be able to offer free counseling for the first responders in our our area. That is great. I'm just thinking they see and experience things that many of us never see and experience. In our entire lives. And it it just is just it's traumatic when they show up at, 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 at at a wreck or whatever, fill in the blank. And they have to look and, and see things, but yet still function and do their job. And you can imagine the rest of us are stressed by right. kids and jobs mm-hmm. and everything else. And, and they have that, too. And they have that, too. Yeah, and, now, and now, sadly, especially police officers are dealing with that added stress of being vilified. Correct. In, in the public, mm-hmm. um, socially, people turning against the police. Uh, is that something that's addressed as well? Well, that's another part of just it's certainly the, a level of it. The chronic stress mm-hmm. that right. goes into the job, and none it's of, bad enough not to feel appreciate. You know, to right, do the job, exactly but then not to feel say. appreciated is just crazy. And to do a job that takes up so much of your time and commitment, and your family's time and commitment, mm-hmm. and there are there is just no room for any mistake. Any mistake right. is considered to be um, catastrophic. Yeah, yes. and intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot of this is not necessarily addressing the the outside cultural opinion, but more like the inside cultural atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I mean, resiliency is the idea of being it's able a life to skill. bounce back yeah. from a big thing. But mm-hmm. our program promotes the what what they call psychological safety. That's how do we prepare you in the meantime before the boom. Mm. So you are resilient before the boom, and then you're stronger on the backside. Yeah. Wow. So if someone is out there, um, and maybe they know someone who needs this service, are you? Do you run into anybody who is just like, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to categorize all men 
together <laughs> but there are a lot of people who see that reaching out for that kind of help is a weakness, a weakness yeah you're you're correct part of the education piece of the program is getting rid of the stigma right mm-hmm. decreasing the stigma and i mean a lot of that is this job is hard and mm-hmm. historically it's been well if you can't deal with it you're not fit for the job yeah and that's just not what we know about trauma and the brain now is so much more than mm. even 20 years ago sure. right and so now with the education of this is the science behind what's happening in your brain when things happen or just little t traumas build up in your brain your brain reacts the same way and see having, i wish this we had this with our military mm-hmm. and they do actually the, do they the now? person that developed this program in the dfw area did it first with the military okay oh okay yes. right. and so it's becoming a thing which is really great and i've talked to a few of the different chiefs and deputy chiefs about in general what is everybody's attitude towards mental health mm-hmm. and they're saying that the younger people coming in have much less of a stigma than okay. but in that that tracks you know, yeah. with our entire culture, the younger people are going, oh, wait a minute, this is a thing. We need right. to do something about it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, and I do think, I think counseling in general has become more uh, acceptable it, it, when it's looked at, especially when it's looked at more, more as training than mm-hmm. it is. Yes true counseling because there's something wrong with you Mm. you know it's giving you life skills that you need Uh, and i remember saying that to my kids there's nothing wrong with asking for help from anybody Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it gives you the skills you need to move forward yeah uh, with something yeah there's even some commercials out there now some psas uh, and a guy's lifting weights and he's got the bar across his chest and he can't move it Mm -hmm. And and he's probably got you know 180 pounds or whatever on it and a guy comes over and wants to spot him and help him get it up. He says, nope, nope, got, I got it, it, got uh-huh, it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And the whole thing is about, you know, asking for help, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, you know, that's a really great example because that guy probably binge pressed that 50 times before. Right. right. And then he yeah. just got a little off yeah. and it dropped. And that's, exactly. that's what we his, come it, into Even do if his form counseling. is just slightly, yeah, that's how right. it works. Right. So hmm. is the best place for them to go, uh, impactlivingservices.org, is that? That, yes. And on the very first page, when you first go to that website, there's a little circle that says first responders. You can click on that and it takes you to all of our information. Excellent. So uh, real quick, and I know this ribbon cutting would, would will help facilitate the exposure that you need, but what are you guys doing in addition to, to, to reaching out? What are those other avenues, social media and that kind of thing? But what other kind of um, things are you doing? Well, it's interesting. We've been contacted by a bunch of the local areas mm-hmm. i mean i have meetings with centra and with oh, okay. bedford dss and the program is starting in lynchburg we're brand new we want to make sure we get all the kinks out before mm-hmm. we can expand but really after we have the program up and running which will be after this coming week mm-hmm. the issue is just funding if we can get community partners sponsors anybody who wants to help service their first responders we can be truly dynamic in the state of virginia so if i know how to write a grant yes. and pam bailey was in here from the <laughs> economic development uh from bedford county and she writes grants my wife used to write grants and she no longer has to it's it's time consuming and it's an art yes but if you can write a grant and reach out to folks like yourself you guys it, it's amazing mm-hmm. what you can do just by getting the the exposure that way too as yes. well and short of that, I mean, we're looking for people in the community, businesses in the community that just say, 
absolutely we want to sponsor our first responders. Mm -hmm. And so far we've had a great response. For our training next week, Third Wave Coffee, Hill City Donuts, La Villa Restaurant, County Smoke, The Fresh Market, and Rookies are all saying, absolutely, how many people do you have? Here's food. That's awesome. That's great. That's that's a that's a really good start, and we we hope uh, you have many successful events working out, and then that that as you guys as you said get get it under your belt a little bit. It can expand in in Central Virginia. That the need is is great, and we, and please tell your colleagues thank you for reaching out to us and letting us know about you. And uh, we we hope we can walk along this path with you, occasionally having you in and, and talking about what you're doing. I would love that. Thank you so much. Uh, that is Kristen. Share it. She's from Impact Living Services. Miss Janet, you got anything else? I've got uh, everything up on our Facebook page. You want to connect directly with them, you can just uh, go to the Morning Jam page and one click will get you there. Thank you so much for joining us. 745, we'll have some more Friday funnies coming your way. Uh, who knows what else might happen? I know. Seriously. Kevin says he's calling in about it's that the beast. Kind of feast. Morning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no doubt about it. Thanks for being with us. Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Hey, if you just got part of our interview with Kristen Sherritt uh, from Impact Living Services, we're going to upload it on our SoundCloud. I almost said Facebook, but we're going to put it on SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud, type in the Morning Jam on VTRN and today's date, and it'll autofill. That uh, sounds like they're doing some really, really great things, and it sounds like this thing could really, really take off and help our first responders out there, give them some counseling and help them by way of just, you know, helping be balanced. That's what we want to do. We want to be balanced. All right, so now we can try take two. All right, here we go. David, Mexican. Only a five-foot Mexican could look at a nine-foot giant and go, I could take him. (laughs) (laughs) Abraham, Father Abraham, Mexican. He was 100 when his old lady got pregnant. Come on. Don't get churchy. That's in the Old Testament, all right? I didn't make that up, okay? That's right. Some people think Noah could have been Mexican. Noah was not Mexican. That story would have ended tragically different. (laughs) Noah had been Mexican, man, because, you know, taking care of animals, that's a gift the Lord gave our white brothers and sisters. (laughs) White folks, you could find a stray pit bull. That night, he will have a bath and be in your bed. It's just safe now. Noah had been Mexican. When the rain ended, the ark would open up. Noah steps off with some leather boots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not so nice. (laughs) The Lord is like, Noah, where are the cows? (laughs) Would you like a taco? (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Wow. 
I do think he's really funny. He is funny. Uh, his name is get, Dennis Gaxla. Okay. G-A-X-I-O-L-A. Interesting. Funny guy. Okay. Uh, maybe a little inappropriate, but still very times, funny. But but still funny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I like it. <laughs> All right, so uh, book banning. Book we said banning. we were going to talk about that. Okay. Book bans yeah. uh, have, have been around for, for a while. Oh, yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, as It was 1600s. I mean. Right. They, with Shortly the, after the you know, press clashing with the with the pilgrims out. and and all of that, mm-hmm. um, so that that's not it's not a new thing. Um, the American Library Association reports that nearly sixteen hundred individual books were challenged or removed in libraries and schools in twenty twenty one. Oh wow! The highest that's number since tracking bans started three decades ago. Right. There has been an unprecedented increase in the number of challenges reported. We've received multiple challenge reports on a daily basis when we used to get maybe two or three a week. Okay. Most of the challenges in recent years have come from conservative parents who object to LGBTQ content and topics that cover racial issues in a way that they see as divisive. All right. Book bans come from across the political spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, the 1960 Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Harper Lee that has been the staple in American high schools for decades was number seven okay. on the list of most banned books. Wow. The classic American novel was removed from the ninth grade reading list by a Seattle area school board earlier this year because it used the N word. Right. And what some community members see as an antiquated portrayal of racial issues. Okay, I'm going to be very calm. I'm not going to raise my voice. Good. This is the way it was back in that time period. Right. If you're going to try to go in, ordinarily they would call that whitewashing. Mm, yeah. If you think back when this book was written and in the in the time period that it is trying to showcase. Sure. I mean, how how would using a different word get across the the fact that this black man was mm-hmm. so treated so poorly, was right. called that word, mm-hmm. was railroaded into being accused of a murder, right? That Atticus, even though it was very unpopular, went to stand up for him and and do the right thing. That's a lesson we need to be taught. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, all the while, your rappers are putting oh out gosh. the N-word yeah. left and right. Yeah. You're going to get rid of an American classic that really does tell an accurate story, whether it's pretty or not. Yeah. I get I just, embarrassed when, like, I'm at the gas pump and the two stalls over, somebody's got their door open and they're pumping that stuff out. It's just embarrassing to me. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to them. They don't know it. A school district in Texas temporarily removed 41 books from the shelves last month that were challenged by community members. Among the challenged titles were books with themes like um, All Boys Aren't Blue, which is an LGBT theme. Okay. But also Anne Frank's Diary. Oh, really? And even the Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether you're liberal or conservative, you got to understand the axe swings both ways. It does. No matter what your values are, teaching a generation of students to call the proverbial speech police if they encounter ideas they don't agree with, Mm. that's setting ourselves up for problems down the road. 
Right. Indeed, it is. Yeah, sure. Same thing with with movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch these old movies, and I see how women are depicted, mm-hmm. and people of color right. are depicted. Sure, I don't sit there and go, "Yo, that's the way it should be." Oh, no. I, I know that, that we are fortunate yeah. to have moved beyond, beyond the fact that. That, a, that a man can just go up to a woman and smack her because mm-hmm. she back talks. Right. Very common in old movies, 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. You saw that a lot. Yeah. If yes. a if a, a woman back talked at all, uh-huh. they would slap her and all of a sudden she was sweet and submissive. Wow. Is that appropriate? No, no it's no. not. Nope. No. No. It's absolutely not. Well, you can almost say, you know, that's the way it used to be. And obviously we don't do that anymore. And be a teaching moment, possibly. Exactly. But, and and I and that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I would say to my daughter, can you believe that this was not only in movies, but that mm-hmm. was accepted right. as commonplace? If if she was his wife, mm-hmm. if that was your child, well, I can't do anything about it. That's his wife. That's right. his kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. That's right. his business. Mm. Yeah, we need to we need to really think about what we're doing here. Yep. Um, we do, and and I think there's and it's a difficult question because it does cut both ways. Sure, it does. But they're wanting to get rid of of um, Dr. Seuss for goodness sakes, even <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, where they're going is well, they're sanitizing it for all of us because they know best. But they're not sanitizing it. They're sanitizing it with one hand, and then they're allowing these vulgar books in right. with the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know the pornography stuff just blows your mind. I, I didn't even get to the one Laura Ingram talked about cartoon pornography. They're using cartoons. Oh yeah, and uh, of course for, for the kids. Cause, well, but I mean, we're also you know cartoons when we were kids were cartoons, right? And Scooby Doo well, that was scary enough. And then we kind of you know ventured into the Simpsons realm, right. which made it a little more adult. And, and then, then of course it was completely taken yeah, off the rails. Adult Swim was invented on well, the Cartoon Network. And what I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, it's uh, is it vulgar? Yes, it's okay. pretty much adult, all so adult got, kind of stuff. You know, South Park, which certainly yeah. took things too oh far, gosh, yeah. and uh, and it's because kids are going to want to watch a cartoon. Mm-hmm. So, and you look at the and you look at South Park and some of these other ones. They're very, uh, I don't know. They remind me like the old Atari game. You know, they they move sideways. They don't. You know, it's not. Well, but like, I think they're supposed. I think that's I know, supposed to bring some wax nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgic for people. <laughs> well, it's a nostalgic, all right. <laughs> some of it is like way, and of course, I wouldn't let you know. I wouldn't let the kids watch any of that. Right. Um, but it's hard to explain to a, a little kid why they can't watch a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a cartoon, mommy. Yeah, well, but they're singing about you know Cap- Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, and mommy doesn't think that's appropriate. Okay, it, it's Captain <laughs> Kamara. Captain Camaro, according to the president. Bill Trevero coming up at the top of the hour. He's going to take a look at some of our uh, our major headlines there for the region. Yep. We'll have your weather forecast, which is going to be heating up, so you better enjoy this weekend. I know. I know. Enjoy it while you can. And we'll be back. Get out there and work and go ahead and start raking up some of those leaves that are already down. Mm-hmm. Around my house, it's going to be a little nutty.